Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, you've downloaded our podcast. Well done. Whether you're a first-timer, a second-timer or an all-timer, <laughs> we appreciate you. We're waiting to speak to Lincoln Lewis, who has a new movie out, uh, The Possessed. Mm-hmm. Are you guys into horror movies? I still can't do them. I, I mean, I don't usually gravitate towards them, yeah. but I do enjoy them when I watch them. I've got to really be ready for it, though. Hmm. You've got to be in the right mindset. I would not be able to, to watch a horror movie and then stay in a house by myself overnight. No. Abby you, doesn't either. like surprises. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like surprises. I freak out the most. She does freak out all the time. Are you, the, are you like that or you don't really ah! care? You don't care about... Um... <laughs> I, um... <laughs> That's not a great scare voice, by the way. It's no, too, too cheerful. Ah! I think so. you got to be quicker. you got to be quicker. Um, oh, he's there. So see it's, you, it's, see it's, you guys. You know what? That's a gay killer clown. <laughs> um, I am a fan of good movies in general. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what genre it is. I watch a rom-com. If it's a great rom-com, I watch a horror. If it's a great horror, I watch an action. I do it's like, a good film. I like being scared, mm. but I find it hard. Mm. Well, it's like a roller coaster, isn't it? Like the idea, if you think about it, a roller coaster is a bit of a dumb idea. You're like, this potentially could go wrong, all the things that happen if it does. I'm not going to feel great while I'm on it, but yet here I am paying an exorbitant amount of money to ride it. Hates them. Hates roller I don't yeah. like roller coasters. Like, I had to get, remember, we had to do it for the yeah. show and yeah. tears crying. Yeah. 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 Ah! Stop it. I've actually been in horror movies, though. Oh, have you? Yeah. Did I show you that one? <laughs> it's like a short film. Oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah. What was it called again? Can I call you? Yes. Well, you you were the killer, weren't you? Yeah, so that's fine. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Because I know the ending. Yeah. It's a true story mm. of your life. <laughs> they always say that. Like, <laughs> We're going to get Tara Reid to play you in the film. There's a formula that they do in horror. Like, mm. there's a real cult following of it. Mm, like the rules in screen. The rules. Yeah, mm. yeah. But even, like, for filmmakers in horror, it probably is the most um, rule-binding mm. ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Lincoln Lewis is on the phone okay. waiting. We're going to record him for tomorrow's show, so... You'll hear that in tomorrow's podcast. In today's, Megan Markle's brother mm-hmm. joins us. Um, so stick around for that one. Let's get into it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Megan Markle's half-brother. I'm Megan Markle's brother. Thomas Michael Jr. I told Prince Harry, I think she's going to ruin your life. She's very shallow. Mm, we are looking forward to this one. A Big Brother VIP at Premier 7.30 tonight on 7 and 7 Plus. And we sang stars. We can say one of the stars yeah, of the show. One, of the stars. one yeah. person that is going to be in the house has become a very famous name all over the world. Thomas Markle Jr. Good morning. Who's that? I'm no, Abby. Who's oh, <laughs> you? I was like, geez, that didn't go down. You're well. the star. You're the star. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a lot of that humor in the house, I'm guessing. Yeah, that was, uh, it was actually pretty terrifying at first. And I knew it was going to take me a couple of days to break the ice and get people to open up and me be able to open up with everybody that I had no idea who was. It was a, it was a tough one. You have become uh, very well known all over the world, like I said, um, as a result of being Meghan Markle's older brother. Were you going into the house or I guess since, you know, she's become a royal has there ever been a situation of them trying to silence you or saying, hey, you cannot talk about this, this and this? Who? 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 who I don't know. Who, who, Those people. Royals. I guess, yeah. yeah the royal the, family. The... <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's, it's been an ongoing thing. I don't know what's going on with Meghan Markle. I mean, you know, no, but nobody in the family can figure her out. I mean, every time she opens up her mouth, it's a lie. Um, every time my dad or anybody does any press work, 
it seems like the, her PR team comes out and just puts dampers on it and tries to make up a bunch of other stories about us, you know, which it actually just, you know, brings something up. It's a very sad day today, by the way. There's a really sad for the Markles. Why? What, what happened? Well, I, I just got word that, you know, um, that it's awful. Um, the Sizzler salad bar that we grew up at, mm-hmm. you know, I guess they've, they've closed. So. <laughs> you couldn't even deliver no, that with a straight face. Come on. Come on, mate. Come on. That is a sad time. Yes, you are. Yeah, che- cheesy toast is always. It happened here in Australia as well, so yeah. we understand, uh, Thomas oh, Michael Jr. Oh, God. So, so when I go back, I won't be able to go there either? Okay. No, 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 unfortunately. No. Um. <laughs> What do you say to people who says you are profiting off your sister? Um, you know, you don't have to come out and speak about her and tell stories about her. Well, um, here's here's the bottom line on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened to me, okay, just like everybody else in our family. And there was no damage control. There was no instructions on how to de- deal with the media, the press, or anything like that. You know, it's a learning experience that you have to go through, and you learn what to say and what not to say. But when you're continually, continuously beat up in the press, and there's it's out of your control, it, it it gets under your skin. So you know, I mean, things happen, and you start speaking the truth and 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 your feelings as well. Do you think uh, Megan's going to watch? I hope so. I, mm-hmm. I seriously hope so. I, I can't see I can't see her not watching. You know. I feel like um, she'd have someone watch it for have... her and then tell her about it. Yeah, she is too good for things, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Can you vote people out? Because she might be on the phone, Thomas. <laughs> well, if we could vote her out, I think it would have already been done. I think it has been done. <laughs> <laughs> what about Caitlin uh, Jenner? Because you say about the people that you didn't know going into the house, but you would have known about Caitlin Jenner. Yeah, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin I remember from my cereal box when I was a little kid growing up. Oh, yeah. It was on the Wheaties box. <laughs> And um, I'll tell you what, though, um, I knew of her, but I didn't know her personally. But being on the show and being in the house together with her, it was it was a great experience. I have a lot of respect for her. Sure, takes a lot of gall and a lot of guts to do what she's done and the things that she's achieved mm. and the foundation she set up. I mean, I have a lot of respect for her. It was uh, rumored that she was only signed on for a, a couple of uh, days anyway because she had to get back on the political trail as she has over in the States. Was that in your contracts that you had to be for a certain amount of time or everyone's would have been different? No, I didn't know anything about that. Every, every, everything on there was just, you know, it's like first come, first serve, first to go, first go, um, first to leave, they leave. Um, there was nothing written in the contract on how long you had to be there. It's how long you could survive in Big mm. Brother's Hotel. So I would love to know from your perspective, if you did get Megan reach out to you and go, hey, let's bury the hatchet, would you be open to that? Uh, absolutely. Um, at, at everybody's point in their life, they're going to have to realize the past is the past and tomorrow is tomorrow. Uh, and it's never too late to say you're sorry. It's never, it's never too late to start over. So from a family point of view, I mean, she is my sister and I do love her no matter what. Mm. I don't agree with everything that she always does or says or, you know, carries herself. But it's, it's family. And, and I think all families go up and down in life and they always will. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with everybody getting together and just starting over. So were you close growing up? I mean, you know, uh, I was 15 when she was born. Mm. So there's a huge age difference. But I was there for birthdays, parties, holidays, everything. You know, I actually, you know. You know, 
changed their diapers. I mean, my God, you know, it's just uh, babysat and, you know, we did a lot of stuff together. Have Have you or so, your dad met her um, children yet? No, nobody, nobody in the family has met, met anybody. The offer still stands there for Prince Harry. I think you ought to go out with me and my friends for an evening and, you know. We'll change him back to how he used to be. That'd be so. that'd be a, that'd be a trip. I actually, I feel like I'd, I'd like to go on that uh, night. That no, sounds like wouldn't. fun. That, that, that sounds like a career ended, Thomas. To be honest with you, um, I guarantee the world if you go out with me and my son Tyler, Barry. You will have the time of your life, and you'll probably get divorced the next day. It might be for the best, might be for the worst. I don't know, but you'll have to Sounds like a promise for everyone, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, well, hey, look, great to talk to you this morning. Um, we do appreciate it. Big Brother VIP, it premieres 7.30 tonight on 7. You can also do all the catch-ups on 7 Plus once it goes to air. Thomas Markle, Jr., thank you for calling through this morning. Okay, thank you guys so much for having me, and it's going to be an incredibly awesome show. Lots of twists and turns and an amazing surprise. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Love and marriage, love and marriage. So something's been happening in our household at mealtime, and it's stressful already. Mm. My palms are sweaty, and I tell you what, Knees I weak. promise, yeah, months are getting. I honestly, I love my husband to bits. I do. Like, we're perfect for each other, and I love everything about him, except one thing. Mm. It's got worse, and he hasn't gotten fixed because he knows how much it's annoying me. So if he says that I haven't been the nicest person, he'll sit next to me at dinner time, and I look at him and I go, oh, baby, can I have to move? And he goes, no, I'm going to sit right next to you and I'm going to eat my meal. And that is because he has a clicking jaw. Oh, yeah. And I do not like hearing people eat. Apparently, I'm not alone. There is 20% of the population out there that do not like the sound of someone chewing. Mm. And they're all women. No, yes. wait, there are some people. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, and married. It's good misophonia. Misophonia <laughs> is the hatred of sound. And well, you guys do make an appearance in this because there are three of those sounds that mm. people do not like. And yes, generally they can be women, and they love their partner mm-hmm. so much. Mm. But this is his clicking jaw. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> that is so annoying. <laughs> That's that not is. a hammer, that's his jaw. And he just loves it because he can see how much I am getting annoyed with it. And Does I just, it hurt him? No, he's, that's what I said to him. I said, go and get it fixed. And he goes, by who? I said, I don't know. Jaw people, just go. <laughs> jaw people. Hello, jaw people. Jaws <laughs> <laughs> are us. <laughs> so it is. It's irra- you click it, we fix it. <laughs> it's completely an irrational irritation. But mm. apparently there are some people that just don't like it, and it's generally the person that you love the most. So I could sit there and I could like I could even hear the kids chew, and I'll be fine with it. Mm. But it's just one person that you get fixated on that you can't. Right. And the other noise that people don't like um, comes from you. Me. You stuff, mm-hmm. and that is breathing's on the list. Yeah, I kid I you not, breathing my, my is on breathing the list. is annoying, but it's also uh, snoring. Snoring. It's good times. That's up there. And the other one is, is, is the one we recorded when, when we he was were camping. camping. Yeah, which is <laughs> we were, not fair because it was after a few babies. We were outside the tent, by mm. the way, recording. Oh, that. okay, smug face. This <laughs> one is yours. <laughs> Clearing the throat is up there. Yeah. On the top three things that women cannot stand about their husbands. But there is actually a condition, and mm. there's a group of people who have thought, well, how do we get rid of this, right? Because there are 
really calm women. Go deaf. And apparently they go into a, a massive rage right. when they hear that. So they can't go on a date with their husband. They can't, if they go to the, the movies, that's fine, but they're not allowed to eat popcorn. Mm. The women are allowed to eat popcorn, but the men aren't because they can't stand the sound of it and it will just get them into a rage. So they started doing therapy for it and they've discovered that the one of the most pleasing sound in the world mm. is bubbles and water. Do you reckon that's pleasing to me? I don't mind that. That's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. They say that's one of the most pleasing sounds in the world. Mm. So they'll have their partner eat in front of them and they'll play this in their ears while they're cuddling something that they find (laughs) lovely, like a puppy. Wow. And they will have the puppy. Let's try it. So we'll play play the bubbles and I'll play Scotty to you Uh and let's see if it's any less annoying. All right. No. <laughs> no? Still annoying? Still annoying. But I think what the, the, they're doing there is you wouldn't be able to hear your partner. So no, but they what, have, then yeah, you so associate yeah. it with the niceness. And of then the, eventually you'll yeah. be able to, to deal with it. Yeah. So if you are the person that just can't stand the sound of someone else eating, mm. you're not alone. 20% of the population say that that's the case. Is it because they're nourishing themselves so they're going to live longer? <laughs> <laughs> Look at him eating and getting energy for the day <laughs> and replenishing his body. Unless there's arsenic uh, in it, yeah. and then, then, and then that's it's the fine. end. Yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I've always wanted to be able to speak another language. Yeah. I just love listening to people speak a different language, and yeah. often I go, oh, my God, is it about me? I don't care. I just want to hear it. I've tried French, Spanish, Japanese. I'm hopeless at learning them. Mm-hmm. I'll be great for the first, you know, four lessons, and then I'll go, oh, it's actually quite hard. Do you get proper <laughs> lessons, or are you the person who downloads the podcast I've and goes, I've downloaded that a few times. I've Fable. sent it. Yeah, to Babel. But um, no, I've actually gone to formal classes before as well. Yeah, and you get the books and you've got to listen to the audio with the teacher there. And I do well for the first four. And like I said, after that, I'm out. But something happened yesterday and it's always been just a dream of mine to be able to go, I got you. I got you. I understand you. Because we're at a tennis tournament and there's a lot of different um, nationalities there as well because mm-hmm. tennis is such a popular sport mm. in so many different countries. And there were a couple of parents there and you have to leave the, the kids to score themselves which is very hard because they're at a young age. You're mm. not allowed to coach. Mm. You're not allowed to score for them. Is so that to stop fights? So if one kid says that was out and then mm. the parent of the other player goes, no, it wasn't. There's hectic parents. Yeah. And they're not allowed to talk. But tennis and hectic parents, what? what? Who would have thought? <laughs> um, and they're trying to just get them to be, you know, like if there is an argument, they can play the shot again. But there was um, a couple of kids that kept looking at the parents and you could see that those parents generally would score for them. Right. And then uh, there was two parents that spoke in a different language and said to their child something, right? And I obviously didn't understand. I was like, yep, no worries. That seems legit. They're all right. But then I didn't realise Croatian Mm -hmm. and Serbian Mm. aren't the same language, of course, but they can understand each other. Very similar. Maybe like Portuguese and Spanish. Okay. Sorry if I offend. Australian Uh, and New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that, Matt. Exactly. But then they overheard them say, if in doubt, call it out. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Did you understand that? So the, the Serbian 
heard the Croatian, and the Croatian, the Croatian didn't know that they were Serbian. Well, no, because she's she's an Aussie, and her family can speak Croatian. So then she had the Serbian. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that that's is like a war super, start. But it's a superpower mm. I wish I had. Mm-hmm. I do want to know on thirteen ten sixty. Have you ever caught anyone out? Ah. Maybe they're talking about you, or they're saying something, because it must be quite freeing if you are the person that speaks a different language. You don't have to whisper. Normally, if we are complaining about something, mm, mm. even when we're around the river, we still whisper, Stav, when mm. we're going for a walk. Yes, they're like, we do. they might hear us. Mm-hmm. They're nowhere near. No. But if you speak a different language and you know that no one else does around you, mm. you just freely. It's especially great if you're not the ethnicity of mm. the language. Yeah. You know? So if you can speak Korean, but you're not Korean, because then no, they, they 100% would think, oh, we're free, yeah. to, free to talk freely here. Yeah. Mm. What did. So at the tennis. Mm. The parent who did understand the other parent who was clearly cheating with their mm. child. She didn't give away a superpower. Didn't she reveal it? Didn't reveal it. Wanted to keep it up her sleeve for another yeah, game? I think so. Yeah, no, yeah. you don't give it away because then it won't happen again. The games, they can sort it out themselves. They're fine with it. But I was like, I would want to go, I understood you. But then they're never going to talk in front of you again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's how, that's how every oh, great I, spy works. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, if you're that's a spy. A spy. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. I was undercover the whole time. <laughs> me. It was me it in was the me. van. Yeah. So take Ooh. off this mustache. Great. <laughs> <Hey>, huh? <Yeah. laughs> 13, 10, 60. Um, we want to hear from you this morning morning. Tell us, when did you speak the language? Yes, well, it wasn't myself that understood it. was my brother, though. We were on the hills of Switzerland. Uh, we're up in a campsite, and there's only two camper vans, ourselves and another Dutch camper van. Mm-hmm. And we were both cooking our barbecues, or our Aussie barbecues, and they are on the other side of talking about us in Dutch about how bad we are at cooking our barbecues. <laughs> And my brother was just sitting there with smirks all over his face. I'm going, what are you smiling at? He goes, I'll tell you later. Anyway, um, after we finished cooking our meal, Jason got up and said, don't, goodbye in Dutch. And, you know, I hope you have a good night. And they nearly fell off their chair. Listening <laughs> to the entire thing. <laughs> we were at cooking barbecue. That's hilarious. That, that's an insult, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, see, and that would be the best, their face. Once yes. they realise mm-hmm. the shame. Daniel in Springfield Lakes, when did it happen? Uh, I went to the barber um, one time and they were, um, two of the guys were paying out another client in Italian. Basically, um, they were saying, oh, um, beautiful hairstyle, um, what a proper idiot, which is a bit, in, in saying it's bello capigi, proprio chorto, kisoka proprio chorto. And then I responded back in Italian, Italian saying, um, yeah, that's that's very nice, real beautiful, and they their jaws just touch the ground, <laughs> and they've never ever since I've gone back, they've never once spoken. Italian. See, that's the thing; you don't want to give yeah, it away, do you? Yeah. Think of everything else you could have heard if you didn't reveal your hand. Oh. <laughs> oh, I would have to do it, Daniel. Yeah. I'd have to reveal that. Then, because what you might run into, Daniel, is they might talk about you one time. Oh, that's fine, and then then I'll, I'll again respond back mm. and just, yeah. just watch. What should happen? It's, it's very funny. It happens all the time. Uh, good on you, buddy. 131060 is the number. Jenny and Cooperu, when did you know the language but they didn't know that you knew? Morning. Um, yeah, mine's Japanese. I'm blonde with blue eyes. So no one can expect that I would speak Japanese. And I was in Argentina mm. about to take a bus tour and I was running late for the bus. And so when I got on the bus, like I was the last person on the bus and these Japanese people were like, in Japanese saying, oh, my God, we had to wait for her. Why is she so late? And blah, blah. And it's like I came out in my fluent Japanese and said, oh, 
really sorry. Um, I didn't realise I was running late. And they were just completely mortified. But it was the best thing because people don't expect it. And it happens a lot. So mm. it's really cool. So uh, did you just learn Japanese or have you got some Japanese family members? I know I learned it at school, but I lived in Japan for many years. My husband's Japanese and I'm a Japanese language teacher at school. Wow. So, oh, yeah. there you go. Good wow. stuff. Thanks for calling yeah, through, Jenny. Awesome. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, it was last night. Halloween. You looked great in your Ted Lasso getup. Thank you kindly. Yes. What did you get? Many well, treats. Uh, well, uh, yes, uh, Rory did well. We did the rounds. We go up the um, uh, Rich Street. <laughs> oh, naturally. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Yeah, and uh, she Rolex, got a swag. caviar. <laughs> yeah, beluga. People yeah. did love mm-hmm. your trick. I did say that to people. People are like, oh, we've got to get home and make sure we've got lollies. I said, no, no, no. Maddie from work just told me that you just put a big container at the front and say, please help yourself. Take as many as you want, and it's empty. And they presume other kids have taken it. Someone took our bowl. Yeah, really? Mm. There you go. Barton. Mm. Thieving. Yeah. yeah. It was Crystal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, last night, we did the trick-or-treating with the kids as well. We always go to my cousin's place, um, Josh. He goes all out. Like, mm. each year, you think of how I love Christmas. Mm. That's how Josh he loves Halloween. Halloween. Like Americans. He goes full USA on it. Crazy, crazy. What suburb is he in? Uh, Oxley. Oxley, okay. Yeah. So, we all, you know, it's like everybody loves Raymond mm-hmm. for my family in Oxley. <laughs> So um, we had the kids, and we were doing laps around his tricks. There's a few houses for the trick-or-treating, but Xander's got a few of his mates from school that live in that same estate. Mm -hmm. And what happened at one stage, um, we're walking around, and all of his mates started joining him. You know, they're having a good time, coming along. And then the parents disappeared. (laughs) So at one point, I was there with eight children, three of which I owned, (laughs) And the rest I didn't. And I couldn't find the parents. And I thought, this is the passing of the baton. Am I at that point, mm. am I in charge of those kids? Yes. Mm. There is nothing worse than that. Because when you're walking around with your kids, you've got mm. that little bit of a freedom of, oh, they're mine. It yeah. doesn't matter. Mm. So you're a little bit more yeah. relaxed. There is nothing more stressful than looking after other people's kids. I always do that when I'm at the park. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've got to go. I'm looking after someone else's kids. Because <laughs> yeah. they came with me. And the whole time, I'm like, have you got sunscreen on? That's you right. put your hat on. Don't climb, please. Where, where are your kids? I'm running around <laughs> yeah. just going, yeah. I, I had Xander's mates side by side. I was counting them. Yeah. Aiden's in the middle of the road. Toddling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. along. I was like, whose kid's that? I'm like, yeah. mine, Eden. Daddy set off the road. But I had said to Esther, can you let the boys' mum know that I've got them? Mm. She goes, yep, yep, no worries. She took off, mm-hmm. came back 20 minutes later with a wine in her hand. Uh-huh. I said, did you let let her know? <laughs> she goes, no, I told Kyla to tell them. So Kyla's my other cousin. I'm like, so did she just go back and get a wine? Yes. Yeah. She just went back, grabbed a wine. Well, they're not, she didn't look after them, it's you. And that is exactly right. Even she passed the baton to me. So there I am yeah. walking around to make matters worse. Mm. The boys who I had collected, mm. their parents are police officers. Oh, my God. So if I don't care for them properly mm. and something happens to them on my watch, mm-hmm. I'm done. And it's Halloween. It's hard to tell if they're injured or not. <laughs> they were wearing masks. Yeah. I could have had the wrong kids. Yeah. They could have taken them off at the end and been like, who are you? Why are you telling me what to do? I've never met you before. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It's going to change the conversation about parenting in this country. 
new parental guidance. Mm, it's an interesting one. The premieres tonight, 7.30 on Channel 9 and 9 Now. Uh, one of the experts on it, Dr Justin uh, Coulson, joins us. Now, we've been saying, Doctor, that it is a cross between married at first sight but for parents. Is that true? <laughs> oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable with that comparison because, you know what, it, it, it's, it's from the same network, but we're really working hard to build families up and uh, give people something to aspire to. Like, this is actually a really fun show, Abby, and... And, and, the, and the cool thing is we don't actually sort of vote people off. Mm. Instead, the, the better the families do, the more that everyone in the room votes to see more of them. Mm, so so don't break up with your kids. Yeah, imagine like, the kids going, I don't want them. Sorry, I like those parents. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't sort of send the kids off the island and just have a, a holiday to yourself. Well, you're going to have to have a chat to the producers because they have sold it as a mix between married at first sight. That's how they've sort of, you know, <laughs> sold it. I know you might feel uncomfortable with it, but we all feel uncomfortable with it because the judgy judge yeah. face of other people's parenting is what we feel so bad about because we always want to go, are we doing the right thing? Is that what they would do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, what happens in the show is that we, we actually get to see families going through all these challenges like... Uh, how far do you push your kids to face their fears? Or how much do you expect them to sit in the restaurant and actually try the snails or the oysters or the fine dining there? Uh, or, or how would your kids respond if someone approached them in a park and asked them to go to their car and have a look at the brand new baby puppies? Mm. Like, it's really provocative. It's extremely confronting. But at the same time, we're having really important conversations. I mean, you've seen in the promo, is it okay to smack your kids? Mm. What about the family that uses the wooden spoon? And so... I know some people are going to say, oh, judgy, judgy. But actually, when you see these 10 brave families sit down to have these conversations, it's like, well, we're actually talking about the real stuff here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's really powerful. Well, it's 10 different sets of parents with all different parenting styles. You've got six daughters. I already salute you, sir. Um, what parenting style would you say that you and your wife do? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm the expert, right? I've spent the last 20 years thinking about this. So, geez, if I'm not getting it right, there's something terribly wrong. Now, We've we, got your daughters we, on the we, other line, keep in mind. We'll get them up in a second. <laughs> making me nervous. Don't say that. Uh, now, we, um, we, we worked really hard to have lots of, uh, lots of love, some pretty clear limits, and a whole lot of laughter. Mm. Those three L's are kind of this parenting model that I talk about that help families to really thrive. But in the show, we've got free-range parents. They're the ones that sort of say, hey, kids, go for your life, fill your boots, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. We've got tiger parents. They're the ones who say, you must be the best, like the very best, and we will not accept anything less than the best. And even when you do your best, it's probably still not going to be good enough. <laughs> uh, we've got some home. We've got a homeschool mum from Brisbane called Deb. Uh, she's got six of her own kids, and she's doing it on her own. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of dads who have got four boys aged nine, born on the same day, quads. Wow. Um, oh, God. And, and they're all about routine, as you can probably imagine, with four nine-year-old boys. Uh, there's a family that lives in a tent, our nature parents, and, and the list just goes on and on. I mean, it's just attachment parents, you name it, they're there. Can I ask then, back to the smacking thing, um, and I'll be honest with you up front, I don't do it a lot, but I'm not opposed to a little love tap. Mm-hmm. When the kids are really playing up, I used to cop floggings from my my parents, and I can say I was a terrible child. I deserved it. it what is, as a professional, your thoughts on smacking? So I'm going to answer that in two ways briefly. First of all, in the show, when Ali says, put up your hands if you've ever smacked your child, pretty much every hand in the room went up, including this bloke here mm-hmm. that's talking to you right now, the parenting expert. Uh, however, when we look at the science, 
what the research says really clearly is that it's not associated with any positive outcomes. It is only associated with negative outcomes. And there's just, there's no strong argument for it one way or the other. There's, there's no logical argument. There's no empirical argument. There's no scientific argument for smacking. And there are so many better things to do if you want to help your kids do well. So uh, from a professional point of view, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who's got uh, any level of training in this area who's going to say anything other than find something other than smacking your kids to help them to learn better ways to act. Mm. Nipple cripples. Yeah, because it is one of those, you know, well, you've got to rem- remember, it's not, I don't think a lot of people do it through discipline. It's that frustration. Like we've yeah. all gone into another room and just felt absolutely terrible about ourselves because we've lost it. I mean, my, I'm more of a yeller and I don't like that because I can see that my kids mm. can become yelling. But it's that frustration, isn't it? When you've told people like 10 times before or they've done something to cross the line and hurt one of the other, you know, siblings. Correct. Yeah. Then that's when you react. Usually bath time. That's that's when bath it happens. Bath time for your household? Oh, God. Bedtime I hate bath time. <laughs> God, I dread it, doctor. Every how, how do you fix bath time? Tell me how to fix that. Oh, um, well, it depends on how old they are, right? Because I was going to say just leave them to figure out for themselves. But you can't really do that if they're too little. No. Uh, parenting's hard. And I think this is why, this is why this show is going to be so good, right? Because we all, we all love our kids like crazy. And we all really want the very best for them. But sometimes we just kind of look and go, did you wake up this morning and decide that you were going to make my life felt like, did you actually get out of bed this morning and think, today's the day. I'm just going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, Which yeah. they don't, but it feels like that, right? And we just, we just want our families to feel good. And every child deserves to have a family that feels good. But sometimes we're tired and stressed. We've got our own baggage. Mm. Uh, and and it's, it's really hard. So I, that's why I think people are going to love the show because it's really – like people talk about reality television, mm. but this is this is actually real TV. It's great. Well, parental guidance premieres tonight, seven thirty, Channel Nine. You can check it out on Nine now after as well. Uh, Dr. Justin Coulson, thank you so much for your time this morning, mate. Hey, thanks, Tim. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. Spoke to a friend of mine uh, yesterday on the phone, and I just started to go to a tennis tournament. It was like 11 a.m., and then she gave me a call that night because she said we'll finish this conversation later. Mm. And I was still at the tennis tournament. Good God! And she was laughing so hard and said, "I thought you said you were never going to do cricket <laughs> because you didn't want to be there all day." I said, "I know." She goes, "Now you're at tennis." She laughed and she laughed and she laughed, <laughs> which is true. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Played up a little on the weekend. Yeah. We Did you? Caught, what'd you do? We caught up and had drinks at your place. Mm-hmm. Kids all had a swim together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was Friday. Saturday, my cousin's husband said, we're going out. I was like, sure. Did that. Got home about two o'clock, which really? is very rare for me. I saw Alfie Langer at the paddo, actually. Oh, what sort of guy were you? Did I wasn't, you go up and say hi? Did wasn't you ask drunk for a selfie, yet. tell him that you love him? No, no, okay. no, no, no. I was tidy at that point. We'd only just gotten out. Get up on the tabletops with him? No. Dancing no, no, your no, underwear? No. But on the way home, you know when you're like, oh, you've got to go through Macca's drive-thru. Mm. First, I was disappointed because KFC wasn't open, but I went through Macca's drive-thru. That was sweet. But then when I got out, I left my burger inside the cab. Oh. Ate my chips, ate my drink. Oh. Left the burger on the seat. Do you buy food for the driver? 
Because um, my husband does it every time and it annoys me and he won't take no for an answer. He goes, you have to get something. Get some chips. And the guy goes, I don't want it. And he goes, you have to. I always offer. I say, do you want anything? They always go, no. You can tell they don't want to be in the drive-thru with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, that, and he got that a burger now, got a burger. He? he got one. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Halloween on the weekend. You looked great. Thank you. I went to uh, my mum's Halloween party on Saturday. First off, I called the uh, Uber just as the storm um, passed over. Mm-hmm. It's going from my house to Redcliffe. Have a guess how much they quoted. Quote, oh, because it was surging on the weekend. Mm. Uh, $150. Uh, 200 200 bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was Did like, you drive? Mum, I'm not coming. Oh. <laughs> no, I got a cab for 70. Oh, oh wow, that's a lot. Ridiculous, right? Anyway, but uh, it did look great. Put a lot of effort into Ted my Lasso, costume. Yep. Uh, it was like a long play. I grew a mustache. Mm-hmm. Even Rory looked at me and went, This is a lot of commitment for <laughs> dressing up as a character, Dad. I was like, I know, but I'm committed. Sitting there in all my regalia at my mum's house, and everyone said there was a witch there, uh, there was an ogre, there was a killer clown. Classics. Someone turns to me and goes, Stat! How come you haven't dressed up? Oh, no. I feared that for you. Oh. I feared it. <laughs> but they didn't watch a show. They're out of touch. Yes. They're a boomer. It's, mm. You don't want to explain yourself, though, do you? No. I just went, this is what I always look like. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're more disappointed about? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. That, like, you're yeah. Like, I, this is just what I look like. Like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for knowing Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.